What is up, Wholesale to Moon family? I'm gonna share with you my $15,000 mistake that I recently made and how you can avoid it. So let's start at the beginning. I got the seller locked up on a contract, all right, for 60 days to purchase the property. And uh, we found the buyer, it probably took us about 17 days or so maybe 20 days to actually find the buyer for the property this this property here is a little unique so it took us a while to actually find the buyer for the property we actually had to go back renegotiate with the seller and to even get the seller to come down on price the seller owes about 265 on the property and i got the seller to come down to 245 which means the seller would have to bring i think 25,000, 25 g's to the closing table to actually get his property sold. The reason why the seller agrees to this is because he's in a situation with his son, with the property, and they pretty much split. Um, so the property sits on a big lot. He split it and he already sold off and makes some money off of the extra lots already. So that's why he was okay with coming in with the 25K and just unload this property because the whole drama that's going with him, going on with him and his son. So we found the buyer. So the buyer is a realtor and uh, he doesn't want to use our contract, okay? And he doesn't like it uh, with the whole assignment. If he's gonna sign it, he also wanna make sure that the seller knows that we are assigning the contract over to him and let him, right, interact directly with the seller. And we're like, no, that's not gonna happen. So I end up accepting um, his deal, which is signing the MOS contract to do a double closing. So he said, if I'm going to buy this property, I am half, uh, you know, I either buy it directly from the seller and you and the seller works out a deal where the seller pays you, right? But, or I buy it directly from you guys. So he was a really tough buyers to deal with. And you see, when you get into that kind of situation, you have to make a decision as an entrepreneur, business owner, is this the kind of buyers that I want to work with? Do I just want to like whatever, lose on the deal or, or cancel the deal? And um, I decided, you know what, let's move forward to buy the property from this guy, but we'll probably end up, you know, later on down the road, if he's going to use our contract, we work with him, but I'm not going to deal with this again. But the reason why I wanted to move forward because the seller really wants to sell the property and you know, our whole thing is trying to make everything work. And um, you know, so work out for the seller, for the buyer and for us as well. So I, I went ahead and said, okay, no problem. Send out, send over the MOS contract and we'll review it and I'll let you know. So here's a couple things that you wanna make sure that if you're gonna use the MOS contract, so we end up uh, doing, uh, we end up doing a double closing on this deal. And uh, so we sold it to the buyer for 275. And um, so here's the things that you need in the contract is that one, you got to make sure that the buyers obviously is going to buy the property as this, right? Taking over, like not holding the seller responsible for anything. Um, and then two, you got to make sure that um, the purchase and sell between you and that realtor is contingent upon the closing between you and the seller. Okay. So you got to make sure that it has that language in there that, that the closing between you and your buyer is going to be contingent upon the sale of you and the seller. 
and that's how you do a double closing um so we end up doing that and uh so what happened is uh fast forward the buyer dropped off a five thousand dollars deposit non-refundable and the seller wants us to after inspections to waive our inspection contingent and release the earnest money that we had with him which in this case the um the uh, the seller asked from us he asked five thousand dollars from us so once we found the buyer obviously buyer's deposit ready to go so i told the seller we're ready to go we can waive the inspection now i want to let you guys know that the seller is an experienced investor and also a realtor so we're dealing with like two realtor and um so he wants us to waive it and then release our deposit to him. So I call, told my VAs to link up with the buyers and tell the buyer, right, that they, that, you know, upon their satisfied deposit, that that, um, that, that, that their deposit shall be released to us. Shall, agent blew up, the buyer blew up, buyer said, nope, I'm not going to make, you know, that's not going to work for me. It has to stay in escrow until closing. What if you guys can't close, blah, 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 blah. You know, so I understand where he's coming from. Okay, I understand where he's coming from. Now, like I said, some buyer would have no problem. They would release it to you. But if I was a buyer, I wouldn't release it um, because there's a middleman in between. What if the seller can't close? Blah, 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 right? So I understand where he's coming from. So here's where I make the mistake and drop the ball. It's, it's all on me. It's not my VA. Is uh, the seller calls up, the seller said, hey, you guys are supposed to release that $5,000 deposit to me. Why haven't you done it? You know, I give you X amount of day. I need you guys to get this taken care of. Obviously, we can't release it to the seller unless you tell the title company, right, to, 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 to write up a deed, right, a deed of trust, which means you're going to put the lien on the property. So he needs to sign it where you're gonna put a lien on the property for $5,000 or whatever the deposit is or that whatever the amount is that you release to the seller. But you wanna make sure that um, the title company gets a clear title report first, right? And then you release that money to the seller, but the seller has to sign the deed of trust. So that way you put a lien on the property. So in case the seller you know, can't move forward to the property, you're now just like acting one of the lien owner on the property, like a banker or whatever it is, right? There's a lien. So when he does sell the property or who, whatever it is, that your money will be paid back. And this is where I drop the bomb is that I got so much stuff going on that I lost track and I, I forgot about doing that. So basically it went on for, uh, I think a week or almost two weeks the seller haven't heard from us and one day we got a text message from the seller and was like hey i'm gonna cancel this us done so this is so we're gonna we so we did so it's a fifteen thousand dollars after everything said and done and so we got the seller lock up on the contract at 265 i had to renegotiate with him got him down to 245 um the price to the buyer is 275 so when I got that message, you know, I went back and forth with the seller and there's a, there's a couple things that I could have done. There's a couple things that I could have done. And this is a common mistake that, you know, I've been in business for nine years now that I, sh it sh I, I shouldn't have made, but 
you know what? Things happen. And that's why I'm sharing with you guys so that way you don't make the same mistake. So there's a couple things I should have done. Obviously, number one is I should have done the deed of trust and have the title company write that up and then release it to him, right? Number two is when he calls back, what I should have done is I should have positioned myself and I should have um, got somebody else jump on the call with him versus me. The problem is that I could have my VA deal with this whole thing, but he doesn't want to deal with anybody else throughout the process except for me because he talks to me and he's comfortable with it. Um, but what I should have done too is I should have got um, Lon, right? I should have got Lon or, or uh, on the phone or, uh, or, or, or one of my VAs as my team manager, as a CEO of the property, and said that, hey, here's what Kong did. He dropped the bomb on it. He made a mistake, so we let him go, or we lay him off for X amount of um, of days. What that's going to do is it's going to calm the seller down. It lets you know that you recognize the mistakes, and uh, you re recognize the mistakes, whether... Whether it's your mistake or it's not your mistake, what I've learned is that you don't want to cause a conflict between you and the seller. Because once you have caused a conflict, it's extremely hard to repair that relationship. So I should have got, got on the phone and, okay, this is it, and then have someone else repair the issue. And I think that would have been, I think that would have fixed the issue. But instead, I got on the phone with him and we went back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, it turns out real bad because the seller's really angry and he's angry at me, right? He's angry at me. He's angry at the whole situation and at me. Um, so obviously we end up what we did when we end up having to cancel it. I could have took on another, like I could have gone on and say, hey, we have a legal binding. I'm going to have my attorney, blah, blah, blah. But to me, it's like, you know, if the seller's not happy with moving forward, selling the property, unless he, you know, the seller signed it and then find another buyers and try to go behind our back and things like that. That's when you 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 basically stand your ground. But in this case, I knew it wasn't. I knew it was kind of our, um, all fault. So I said, no problem. We, we're just going to cancel it. But when you do cancel, you want you want to make sure is that you can't you send the assignment addendum to cancel between you and the buyer first. And then after you get that sign back, then you sign, you send the cancel contract between you and the seller. So we call the buyer up and the buyer blew up and the buyer blah. You know, he really wants the property. But we told him that, and this is where the key is, that the closing of your property or of your purchase between you and the seller, you got to make sure that it's in the contract with the buyers that it's contingent if you do, do a double closing. And if you use their contract or the MOS contract, it's contingent upon the sale between you and the seller. So we told the buyer, there's nothing we can do. We want to move forward to buy the property. Here's what's going on. Buyer's not going to sign, right? And we can't get, get um, and then he also has a lien on the property as well because he owes way more than what the property's worth. So we told him we can't get clear title. The buyer's basically, you know, he's trying to pressure and then there's nothing he can do. So he send the cancel addendum. We send the sellers, get a cancel, and there it goes. And now... Here I am. It's supposed to be, the closing is supposed to happen at the end of the month. And here's a couple key things I hope you guys can learn from this and avoid the mistake is you got to make sure that you stay in clear communication between you and the seller and between you and your buyers. You know, so let's just say you lock the property under contract for X amount of days. Always stay in contact with your sellers. 
give them a weekly update. Whether you have set in a showing or you have not set a walkthrough for your buyer, or whether you have final buyer or have not final buyer, you got to keep your seller on a weekly update because a lot of times, you know, sellers are afraid that they're being scammed or or whatever the, uh, the, the you know, like they need to know, they, they need to kind of know what's going on. So when you go silent, and that's what I did, when you go silent, they just worry, hey, am, am this going to close? Is this buyer legit? Blah, blah, blah. So tip now we get, you know, we now on an update on a weekly with the seller. Hey, you know what? Um, we're still working on trying to find one of our con one of our contractor to go out to the property. We apologize. It took a while. It's really hard to schedule someone, but we'll keep you posted and we'll keep you, um, you know, kind of going like keep you posted on what's going on um, as we go along. And then if two weeks go by, you can't, and then you just need to call, call them up, keep on following up with them, let them know exactly what's going on, that you're trying to work and accommodates everything um, like that, and talking to your partners, your team, you know, things like that. And also to just make sure you stay in communication with your buyer as well, you know, and let them know, hey, seller is, 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 is getting packed up and things like that, or the renter, whatever it is, right? Keep them in the loop to make sure that everything goes smoothly. The key is... You got to understand yeah, nothing Nothing is done until you get that money in your hand, that checks in your hand or the wire in your bank account. So you got to make sure that you take this, right? And then just make sure you keep everybody up to date and keep that communication clear. And that's how you avoid whatever just happens to me. So that is the whole story. I hope that it adds some value to your life and to your business. And I hope that it didn't bore you out. But if you like it, Please show me some love. Boom. Smash the thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, welcome to the Wholesale to Million family where we are the doer and not just the talker. So be sure to boom, smash that subscribe button. Make sure you turn on the bell notification so when I upload a new video or when I go live, you get notified, which I do go live every single Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard for a live cold call role play to show you how to talk, how to negotiate with the seller so you can lock more property up on a contract, convert more leads into actual deals, and get a bigger profit, a bigger spread on your wholesale deal. Now, if you'd rather be coached or mentored by me personally, then check out some of my courses and some of my program that I have on my website. Go to WTMFam.com where I will show you and take you from where you are to where you want it to be. So whether you're new into the game, have no cash, or you have some cash, or maybe you have closed some deals, you're trying to scale your business up to that six-figure a month, I'm gonna show you step-by-step step and guide you through this of how you can do the exact same thing that I'm doing with all the systems, with the team in place, to take you from where you are to that six-figure a month, and how you can actually do it 100% completely virtual, which means you don't need to meet the seller. You don't need to see the property. You don't need to meet up with your buyer. All this can be done from the comfort of your own home or whether you're sitting in the beach, anywhere in the world, it can be done, all right? So if you wanna sign up or you wanna check it out and see if it's a good fit for you and see what we have in store for you, just go to my website, wtmfam.com, fill out a little form and then we'll reach out to you and uh, we'll see if it's, if, if it's a good fit uh, for both, all right? Um, but anyways, I want to say thank you so much for all the love, all the support. Thank you so much for watching my video. And I want to leave you with this. And that is formal education will only make you a living. Self-education is what's going to make you a fortune, my friend. Until next time, take care and ciao.